Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus, the Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What a mighty God we serve. So family, this week I was watching Passion of Christ. I love that movie. Like I can watch it over and over again, but it was a Pacific Park that stuck out to me and I wanted to share it with you guys. And that part is when the scribes and Pharisees, they brought Jesus to Pilate so that he could be crucified. And during the feast, Pilate is able to release one of the prisoners. And he asked them, who do you want, Barabbas or Jesus? And they chose Barabbas. So let's go into the word of God. I'm going to read a few scriptures and then we're, we're going to chit chat. And the Bible reads, now at the feast, the governor was what? And released unto the people a prisoner whom they would. And they then had a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. When he was set down at the judgment seat, his wife's sent unto him saying have thou nothing to do with this just man but i have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him but the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask barabbas and destroy jesus the governor answered and said unto them whether of the twine will ye that i release unto you they said barabbas Pilate said unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? And they said unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil have he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather atonement was made, and he took water, and he washed his hand before the multitude, saying, I am innocent. Of the blood of this just person, see ye to it. And then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and our children. Then released he Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Amen to the word of God. And when I was watching the movie and I saw that part, what the Holy Spirit was showing me was Jesus took Barabbas' place. Barabbas was guilty. He deserved to die. He deserved death. God is a God that is very strategic. There is nothing that is a coincidence when it comes to God. And it had me just just sitting and I said, wow, Lord, he wanted us to see. He wanted us to go back and read the love letters that no matter what it is that you have done, you too can get a second chance. Barabbas, he knew. Barabbas knew. He did not deserve a second chance. He knew he deserved death. He was a murderer. He was a murderer. But yet and still, Jesus stood there and said nothing. So much so that Pilate said, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus was still. 
And Pilate said unto him, why you, why aren't you speaking? Don't you know, I have the power to, you know, help you get out of this situation. And Jesus turned to say, you have no power, but the power that was given to you by my father. And he stood there as the crowd cheered Barabbas, Barabbas. And as he was walking down the stairs to be let free for his second chance, he turned back and he looked at Jesus with this confused look on his face as to say, why are you doing this? But then he quickly turned and went in with the crowd. And Jesus stood there. Beat up, bleeding. Whipped. A crown of thorn on his head. A just man, a good man, a righteous man, a holy man. Standing in the place of a murderer. And as I sat there and as the Holy Spirit ministered to me. We are all Barabbas. Each and every one of us. Each and every one of us are Barabbas. That somewhere, some way we have sinned against God. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. We deserved that beating that Jesus received. We deserve that crown of thorn on our heads. We deserve to be whipped with a canine tail that our skin is coming off of us. We deserved everything that Jesus got. But instead, Jesus stands there and get beat as we get set free. As Barabbas get a second chance. What are you going to do with that second chance, Barabbas? You know what you have done. You know what you have did. You know what you have said yet and still God chose to stand in your place. What are you going to do with that second chance? As I begin to just really sit and soak, because sometimes the Holy Spirit will just hit you with a, a wow. Like he will just have you in awe. Because the truth of the matter is we have been given a second chance. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The old has passed away. So now that the old has passed away and I no longer have on old wineskins, but I have on a new wineskin. I have a new life. I have a new renewed mind. What am I going to do with this second chance? Because I can't go back to the way I used to be. I can't go back to living the way I was living, talking the way I was talking, walking the way I was walking. I can't go back back to that, knowing that I've been set free, knowing that Jesus is taking my place, knowing that he took my beat and knowing that he took everything that was meant for me. And it humbled me. It humbled me as I sat there and called myself Barabbas because I too deserved death. But by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I was given a second chance. Imagine, imagine, put yourself in that position. You know your sin. You know your, your shortcomings. You know your faults. You know your past. Imagine you in the scriptures and they're screaming out your name over Jesus. You know you're guilty. You know you're guilty. What are you going to do with that? As the crowd cries out, that was strategic. God knew they was going to do it. Even Pilate knew they were going to do it. 
But God wanted us to see. He wanted us to be able to go back and read that I'm willing to take your place. I know what you've done. I know what you did in secret. I know what you think nobody know, but I saw. But I still forgive you and I still take your place. And I'll take your beating and I'll take your whipping and I'll take your imprisonment and I'll take your punishment and I'll take everything that was for you because you sinned and your wages are just because I am a just God. But because I'm willing to stand in a gap, I'm willing to stand for you and allow you a second chance. And that thing just really I just sat there and I just cried like, wow. Because I know what I've done in my past. I know my shortcomings. I know God is still working in my life today. God is still moving. God is still shifting. God is still aligning. God is still healing me today. The Bible says that we have to pick up our cross daily. Daily. It's not something that we can pick up once a month or once a year. Daily. We have to pick up our cross and live that second chance. But are we living that second chance? What are we doing with that second chance? Are we going back to that foolishness? Are we going back to our old ways? Or are we living a life telling the world about a man that took your place? Telling the world about a man that took your beating. Telling the world about a man that took your crown of thorns that should have been on your head while your blood ran down your face into your mouth. Like when you really think about it and you picture it and you position yourself side by side with the person who should be punished and take, this is me. And Jesus, Jesus get my penalty. By choice, by choice, because he told Pilate, you ain't got no power, but the power that has been given to you, my daddy set this up. This is what I came to do. I came to take Barabbas place. I came to take his place. I came to take the place for all of mankind. I came to take the place for all those who will receive me as the son of God. I came to take the place of those who acknowledge me that I'm God in the flesh. I came to take the place for all those who will look at me and see me as their Messiah, as their Lord, as their refuge, as their hiding place. I came to, that's what I came for. And if we can open our eyes and let the Lord begin to really breathe, breathe on us as we just sit in his presence and allow him to breathe on the scriptures that it could become a rhema word unto us. That it don't just be words that are on a page, but the Bible is living. It's alive. It's sharper than a two edged sword piercing and dividing down to the bone and marrow. The word will do something to you if you let it. If you just let go and stop fighting and let God just really move and talk to you the way he want to talk to you because God want to share some things with you. He wants to give you revelation. He wants to give you a fresh rhema word if you allow the word of God to really minister to you. If you allow the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and allow you to see something that you really didn't see before. Help you understand something that you didn't understand before. Because 
you take that second chance seriously? Did you know that he took your place, not just for you to go back to your old habits, but that you could begin to do what he has called you to do? That you could begin to live a life that will bring glory to his name. Family, when I was 26 years old, I had a dream. And in the dream, the theme was whoever finds Jesus wins. Hallelujah. And to God be the glory, I found Jesus. And I remember when I saw him, he was huge. He was just so big, so, so big. And I was just like this little small thing. And the beautiful thing is he was like blue, like like the prettiest blue I've ever seen. At the time, I really didn't know why he was blue. But now I understand that was the spirit. And in the dream, he was chained. Like his arms were chained to the wall, the floor and his legs were chained to the floor. But in the dream, I knew he was the Lord. I, I just knew he was Jesus. And I felt him and I was holding on to his leg. And I remember waking up and was like, what? What? And I gave my life to the Lord when I was 30 years old. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That when he calls you, he calls you and you can't run from it. You can't hide from it. You could try to be like Moses and Jeremiah and say, I can't talk. I'm but a child. I can't do this. I can't do that. But when God calls you, he calls you. And when he's ready, he's ready. Hallelujah. And I remember for years I would pray and pray because I didn't understand why Jesus was chained. I'm like, you're God, you're Jesus. You're, you, 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 why are you chained? Like, why, why are you looking so helpless? Jesus. For years I would pray and pray and ask the Lord. And about three years ago, I was just interceding and I was just going before the Lord in prayer. And I remember the Holy Spirit bringing that dream back to me. And I was like, wow, wow. And then I began to say, Lord, why was you chained? And I'll never forget family. He told me, I wanted you to see that I took your chains for you. Hallelujah. I will never forget this dream. Never. It's so vivid, even in my mind right now, like I can just see what I saw in this dream and the colors and the feeling and the sounds. It was just like so beautiful. So when I was watching the Passion of Christ and I seen Barnabas being free and I see Jesus standing there with those chains on him, beat and bleeding and just barely standing. I was like, wow, Lord. I was Barabbas and you took my place too. And family, you're Barabbas. No, our sin isn't the same. And maybe we didn't fall the same fall, but we both have fallen short. We all have fallen short to the glory of God. And God doesn't put sin on a scale. Sin is sin. And the wage of that sin is spiritual death. We deserved it. We deserve the punishment. We deserve it. But by the grace of God, we don't get what we deserve. Aren't you glad we don't get what we deserve? Aren't you glad that God allows some things to just pass you by? Aren't you glad? That what could have been, what should have been, by the grace of God, it ain't. And yes, we had some hard times. And yes, we've been through some difficulties in the rain and the storm. But by the grace of God, 
it could have been worse. And I just look back at my life and I just look at what God has been doing and how he's been moving and how he's been shifting and how he's been helping me understand how much he loved me. Because at the end of the day, that's what he wants the most. He wants you to know how much he loves you. He wants you to know how much he was willing to give for you. That you could be free, that you can have an abundant life, that you can know that you are forgiven no matter what you've done, no matter how society may deem what you have done. I consider you forgiven. That when he gave you a second chance, that you didn't get that second chance empty handed, that 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 second chance came with love, came with acceptance, came with an adoption came with freedom, came with peace, came with grace and mercy, came with the goodness of God. It came with the favor of God. It came with an anointing that breaketh off yokes. It came. That second chance came with everything that God needed to equip you for the journey that's before you. He didn't just save you and say, oh, you on your own, figure it out. No, but I'm saving you. I'm forgiving you. I'm taking your place. I'm giving you my Holy Spirit and I'm equipping you with everything you need to live a life abundantly. And it's up to us to take that second chance and say, I'm going to live a life pleasing in the eyes of God. It's up to us to take that second chance and recognize that I was Barabbas and I deserve the punishment. And I'm not going to take this newness. I'm not going to take this new chance. I'm not going to take this new wineskin and, 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 and make it be in vain. Hallelujah. That I don't want to play with him no more. I don't want to play with my walk no more because family, we are in the end day. We're in the last days. We are, we could see it all around and we could try to paint faces and we could try to, Oh, you know, I heard that my grandmother said that and man, it's so it's in my spirit. It's just, I can't even express it. I can't fully explain it, but it's just this knowing that he is coming. He is coming. He is coming. And if we don't acknowledge and recognize him and what he has done and the second chance he has gave and what he is looking for us to do with that second chance, that he's looking for us to be those watchmen. He's looking for us to get on the corner and be his mouthpiece and be his oracle and begin to speak to the nations and says, thus says the Lord of God, thus says the Lord of hosts. He's looking for us to be able to just do what he's called us to do without complaining, without murmuring, without, you know, being like the children of Israel, that we look at the word of God and not only gain from their experiences, but learn from their experiences. Like, you know what? I don't want to be like the children of Israel. I don't want to go around the same mountain over and over again. I don't want to be disobedient unto God. I don't want to complain about the little I got, knowing that it's only by God's grace I got that little or what seems to be little in my eyes compared to somebody else. But I acknowledge who I am. I acknowledge that I was once Barabbas. I acknowledge that I was in prison. I was in a mental prison. I was in an emotional prison. I was in a physical prison. But Jesus took my place that he can set me free. Jesus took my place that his word could begin to renew my mind. 
Jesus took my place that his water, the water can begin to cleanse my heart. Jesus took my place that the very blood that is running down his body as I walk into the crowd is for my healing. I acknowledge who I am. I acknowledge who I was and I acknowledge who the king of glory is and what he has done for me and the second chance he has given me. And I'm not going to waste it. And I'm not going to look at him as if he didn't do what it is that he did. I'm not going to read the scriptures and not identify that he's talking to me. That every time I read and every name I could take out and place my own to know that he will part my Red Seas and that he will help me defeat my Goliaths and that he will take care of my enemies because he go before me. That he is my shepherd who leads me to green pastures. That you put your name in the scriptures and take it personal. It's not just another book. This is your manual to live. This is your manual. This is the blueprint from heaven to help you live a glorious, abundant life. And when you take it seriously and you tell God, I acknowledge that this is me. It may not be my name in writing, but it's in my, it's in my name in the spirit. And you're talking to me. You want to do this for me. You want to deliver me. You want to heal me. You want to sanctify me. You want to set me apart. You want to do, you want to do great exploits in my life. I acknowledge you and I acknowledge who I was and I want to take this second chance you have given me to bring, bring glory to your name, to bring glory to your holy name. Hallelujah. Family, just imagine, imagine, imagine you, imagine you standing side by side and by divine. By divine intervention, the crowd is calling out your name to be set free. How does that make you feel? Knowing that it was divine, knowing that it was orchestrated by heaven. In spite of what you've done, in spite of what you said, in spite of everything. He says, I forgive you. He says, I love you. My son, my daughter, I love you. He don't want it just to be head knowledge. He said, I will write it in their hearts that they may know that I am their God and they are my people. It's a heart thing. It's a heart thing. We can no longer have Jesus in our head. We can't just have scriptures in our head. It has to be a heart thing. It has to be something that takes root, that it begins to enforce action. Because when something is rooted, it takes action. When a seed get planted, it doesn't take root. It doesn't, you don't see action until that thing get rooted. Once it take root, you begin to see it sprout. When we let the word take root, when we let the love of God take root, when we let the grace of God take root, we will sprout. We will sprout and be that testimony, be that message unto the nations that look at what God can do. 
Look what God can do with a murderer. Look what God can do with a liar. Look what God can do with a thief. Look what God can do with a fornicator. What God can do with an adulterer. What God can do with an idolater. Look what God can do because he did it for me. He could do it for you like he did it for Barabbas. He did it for Barabbas. He did it for me. He did it for you. And there's some people that only your voice, your voice, your testimony, your message, what God has done in your life, how he has saved you, how he has delivered you, how he has set you free is going to deliver multitudes, multitudes. Are you willing to let him use you? Are you willing to be that that voice? Are you willing to be that oracle for God? Are you willing to be the watchman on the wall? Are you willing to say, Lord, here I am. Use me with this second chance because I recognize I was Barabbas and you took my place that I could be free. It humbled me. It humbled me. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will get a hold of you and it'll just humble you. It's easy to get beside yourself. And when reality hits you, like the Bible says, we are but a breath. We are but vapor in the wind here today, gone tomorrow. But our God is an everlasting God. And when you begin to see how big God is and how his plan, he, he, who can know the mind of God? Who can know the mind of God that his plan before all of this happened, like Jesus was working, like it was just so awesome. Like when you really see it, like Jesus was always working, showing examples, showing love, even before the cross, that the cross was him taking our place, but even seeing him take Barabbas place, it was like, wow, he's really wanting us to get this. I want to show you that I'm going to take the place of a person who should have been put to death, but I'm going to get put to death for all of you to see and for all of you to take it personal, for all of you to put yourself and call yourself Barabbas so you may understand that you have fallen short, you have sinned against God, but God has forgiven you and took in your place. What an awesome God we show and there's so much that he has done and so much that we don't know. The Bible says we know in part and day by day, the Holy Spirit reveals things to me and he opens my heart and he opens my, the, the eyes of my understanding to new things, new scriptures. And it's not that it's a really a new scripture, but when he gives you that revelation, it seems new because you see it in a new way. You don't see it the same old way. You don't read the story the same way. You read it because he gave you a rhema word. He gave you an aha. Like, oh my Lord, you are so awesome. And I love when the Holy Spirit does that. And he wants to do that for you, family. He wants to do it for you as you open your heart and receive him by faith. As the spirit of the Lord is even moving now, resting on you even now softening your stony heart that it will be a heart of flesh that you receive this word that you acknowledge who you are that you acknowledge that Jesus took your place and that he's given you a second chance not for you to continuously live a life of sin 
not for you to continuously walk the same walk and talk the same talk, but to be a voice for God in the earth. However, the Holy Spirit leads you. Everybody don't have the same calling, but we are all called to something. And you got to get in the secret place so that you may know what God has called you to. Because we are in the last days and Jesus is truly on the way. And you do not want Jesus to come and he asks what you have done with your talents and you buried it in the ground. God has planted something in you. God has placed something in your hand, in your mouth, in your heart. And he wants you to gain an increase. Don't bury that seed in the ground. Don't bury your talent in the ground. Don't bury your calling into the ground due to fear. Take that second chance. Go into the secret place and say, Lord, What will you have me do? Like Jesus said in the garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but your will will be done. Because I acknowledge what you have done for me. The Bible says that we have to daily, daily, daily carry our cross. We can't carry it once a week or once a month or once a year. We got to carry that thing daily. Seriously, fervently, not carelessly, but acknowledging, Lord, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge this second chance and I'm picking up my cross and I'm doing what you have called me to do. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord, speak, Lord, for your servants are listening Spirit of the living God, fall afresh, fall afresh on the ears of the sons and daughters of God as they listen to this, oh God. Begin to speak into their ears, oh God. Begin to speak into their heart, oh God. A fresh word or rhema word, oh God. Begin to breathe into their nostrils and quicken every dry bone in the name of Jesus the Christ. Begin to open up the eyes of their understanding and bring them to the reality of who they was and what you have done and how you have taken our place, O God. A place that we can glorify you, O God, not put thy name to shame. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, as you begin to move and do what only you can do as you shift and as you align us, O God, and regulate us, O God. That we be, oh God, led by your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you even now for forgiving us. We thank you for taking our place, oh God. We thank you for being chained when we should have been chained and being beaten when we should have been beaten and putting on a crown, oh God, that was fit for us, oh God. We thank you for taking our place tonight. We thank you, Lord. We take it seriously, oh God. We take it personally, oh God. As we acknowledge you, begin to make it straight. Begin to make our path straight. Begin to make our mind straight. Begin to make our heart straight. Begin to make our body straight. Begin to make our finances straight. Whatever area in our lives, oh God, as we acknowledge you, as we come in agreement, where there is unity, you commandeth a blessing. As we come in unity tonight and we acknowledge that we were Barabbas, as we acknowledge that we should have died, as we acknowledge that we should have been in prison, as we acknowledge that we should have been beaten, as we acknowledge 
Father, commandeth a blessing as we repent tonight. Commandeth a blessing as we acknowledge you, O God, and acknowledge your position and acknowledge your sovereignty and acknowledge your your divinity and your, your ordained plan. For you know the plan that you have for each and every one of us to give us a future and a hope and expected end. Father, we thank you for your divinity. We thank you for the plan. While we were yet in our mother's womb, you knew us and you called us to the nations, O God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus to Christ, breathe, breathe fresh wind on your sons and daughters even now. Be- begin to revive them, O God. Begin to revive them, O God. Revive them in their hearts, O God. Revive them, O God, as the word of God has been spoken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus to Christ, we thank you for your angels that are on assignment, O God. We thank you for the standard that is being set in the spirit against the sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. We thank you, O God, for the standard, O God, against the enemy, O God, against the enemy for no weapon formed against us shall prosper for we believe that there's no weapon in the enemy's arsenal that can come up against us oh god that we believe that pharaoh and his horsemen has drowned in the water father we believe that our goliaths has fallen to the ground and we have cut off their head father we believe that we are crossing the red sea hallelujah father we believe hallelujah that you are our pillar of cloud by day and our fire by night father we believe as we insert ourselves in the word of God for it to be true oh God and not return unto you void oh Lord we thank you oh God as we acknowledge you tonight as we acknowledge you as we acknowledge you as we acknowledge you make it straight tonight father make it straight in the name of Jesus the Christ as we oh Lord lift up the the name that is greater that is stronger that is a refuge that is a shield and a buckler father we thank you and we glorify you tonight We glorify you for this great opportunity. We thank you for your sweet word tonight. We thank you for your sweet spirit tonight that is hovering over us even now, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for the move of God, the move of God, the move of God. Let there be a fresh anointing that rests on your sons and daughters, oh God, that quicken them, oh God, that fortifies them, oh God, that strengthen them, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, as we acknowledge you, oh Lord, and as we repent for if my people who are called by my my name would humble themselves, repent and pray and turn from their wicked way that you would hear from heaven and heal the land. As you have heard our prayer on tonight, Father, begin to heal the land. In the mighty name of Jesus, we glorify you, we honor you, and we love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Family, I love you. May God bless you. May he keep you. And until I talk to you again, be blessed.